Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello. And Bernie's here. Hello, hello. Uh, it's not been the most exciting of weeks uh, in the Premier League, like compared to you know, the before. last few. Yeah. Uh, like I think, didn't Ajax win 12-0 this weekend? 13, son. 13? Yeah, yeah I, I I updated you 12-0 at like the 88th minute. It's not another one. <laughs> Corruption? Corruption? <laughs> you never know with the Eredivisie. Like, sometimes it's just really easy. But, but anyway, but my point being is that I think that's more goals than were scored in the whole in the whole Premier League this weekend. But, you know, we'll, we'll attempt to talk about it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not starting at a very good spot, are we? <laughs> no. With United-Chelsea. I mean, that was... I was... Falling asleep, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's start with this question. Who managed to stay awake through the whole thing? Anyone? Unfortunately, <laughs> I had. I mean, I had to. <laughs> but I mean, it was a bad game. It was. It was. It was one of those games where, like, I was like, actually, in the first half, I was like, huh, defensive shape, interesting. I haven't seen this in months. <laughs> But then it got very boring very quick because there's only so much you can do with defensive shape as far as entertainment value. Especially on the shape is Maguire's head. <laughs> yeah, there was one interesting point, though, uh, in the shape of Paul Pogba on the bench. I mean, Bernie, are you going to have some sort of reason as to why he was arrested or why he was subbed off or whatever? Or was he just bad form on the bench? Uh, the thing is, because I can see your face, I you're I feel like you're trying to bait me, but like I've been mm-hmm. calling for Pogba to be on the bench for a while now, so I don't really know what you want me to say other than that. Who have He's... you been calling? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been calling? There's a song here, and I'm trying to figure. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's, all it's all about United's bench. I mean, Paul Pogba was on the bench. Donny Van de Beek didn't even yeah. come on. Like, it's all about who was on your bench. I mean, Edison Cavani coming off your bench was interesting. So I feel this game was more interesting on United's bench than over 90 minutes on the field. Someone looked at the bench and, and tweeted that it's a cracking five-a-side team, and you couldn't argue with that. It really was. When you add Mason, Donny van de Beek, Cavani, Pogba, Henderson. Axel. Yeah, it's not bad. Axel, that's not bad at all. Like, yeah. all of them could be playing. I, I will say this. It, it, Chelsea did not want to concede goals, and neither did United. Both of them have been very weak defensively since the start of the season so you kind of understand the approach um that said end of the day united had the better chances to win this game and there were only three of them although the record says 14 shots but mendy had to pull off two worldies to save this game and boy did he what two and both off rashford so probably on the balance united maybe deserved it but that's not saying much because the game was very very safe it was a handbrake type of game if, if the to use a wenger phrase it's also, I mean, it's a it's a personal win for Oli. Isn't the record really bad against Lampard recently? I think wasn't it like, or was it the other? I mean, I think it was Oli versus Lampard that was played quite bad, right? Lampard four times, beaten him three, lost oh, one. Oh, so other way around then. Lampard, yeah. Lampard in only. the Premier League, Lampard hadn't beaten. Oli. Yeah, still hasn't. I mean, the, yeah. again, he went safe with the Conte Jorginho. That's kind of your most solid, and then. Havertz, Pulisic, and Werner, really, again, it just feels like, and we talked about it, it feels like less so of a game plan with Chelsea, more about let's rely on just individual good players. Um, Havertz's first touch is phenomenal. This is watching this game, I just remember a few first touches on his right foot, which is his weaker foot, um, were fantastic. But overall, other than that, you know, Reese James's hair, maybe we can talk about. <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to catch a dreadlock in the eye going up against him. No, no. I mean, uh, today, actually, Maguire... Well, let's talk about that penalty. Maguire strangling, choking Aspilicueta. Like, forget about Maguire. Fine, Maguire did something stupid, then why would you do that? It's, it's an idiotic move, blah, blah, blah. But, like, what is VAR for? You know, what is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Whoa. <laughs> Listen, so I, I don't that get was a penalty could... all day long, as far as I'm concerned. It was absolute stonewall. But it was one of those where, like, like it almost seemed like they... Okay, one thing I I've, I've, think I've noticed about VAR, if you think it's a penalty, kick the ball out. It, like, if mm. you have the chance as a, as, a, as an opposition player, kick it out. Don't let the ball... Like, don't let the play continue. Because I've noticed yeah. that there's a better chance that they let these things go if they're watching it as the game is progressing. Like, well, also, no excuse, but I feel like I've noticed that a lot. No, I think you're bang on. And there was one, I think it was actually towards the end of last season after the restart, where Aguero went down mm. and he stayed down for like three minutes until someone finally stopped the game. And like the game yeah. just kind of went on for a while, but he just st- sat there and made the point, like, I'm not going anywhere until you've looked at it. And it worked. It- it's going to get to the point, by the way, where a player after an incident like that is going to have possession right after, literally kick it out and look at the ref and be like, check VAR. Mm-hmm. It's going to get to that point where their players are making decisions to go to VAR being, okay, well, you saw that. I'm just going to kick it out here so you can go take a look at the cameras. You, you as, as a ref, though. To... Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. As, as a ref, though, like that, that's going to fire up my, my, my in principle. And I'm just going to be like, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, what's that referee, the Liverpool fan? Uh, what's his name? Not Atkinson. The really annoying one. Uh, Mike Ryan? Uh, well, Riley's not refereeing anymore. You know who I'm talking about, the bald one. Yeah, yeah, Mike something. Mike Dean. Mike Dean. Yeah, man, he would be like, get out of my face <laughs> <laughs> with, with his drama. Man, but, Mike, Dean, Mike Dean catches headlines when he's VAR, not, let alone, or fourth official even, let alone when he's on the field. It's, it's unreal. The, the interesting thing for me is... Um, yeah, that was a penalty. There was another one where Reese James did the exact same thing to Maguire and they didn't even check it. I was like, okay. Like, I thought Chris Smalling would leave the Premier League because of this. He could have stayed and done well if they're not going to check this <laughs> well, nonsense. Maguire, Maguire was petty enough to put that picture out today or whatever on Instagram of Reese James tackling him and with like a little emoji like, ooh, look at this. Like, first of all, grow up, okay? We all, we all know you messed up. Just take it on the chin, move on. Stop be, Stop thinking about it days later. Like, you know, it, it was just so petty. It was I so... didn't know that he... I saw it, like, on Twitter, but I didn't know that he posted it. He and did. now we go live to Roy Keane for his reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sometimes, man, I find myself like, like if you know, I, I can just see it. I, it just... Bro, move along. Be the bigger person. Don't get caught up in all the Twitter talk, you know? Also, like, he had a good game. So, like, why spoil it by being this little bitch? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> that, that's the thing. And that's why, uh, you remember last week I said Declan Rice is just, like, too involved in social media. It's like, wh- why Why are they involved in the narrative? Just, like, move on. They, yeah. like, don't be a part of the conversation. It's not necessary. That said, Maguire and the strangling and stuff, like, he may just, we, we've said he's got PTSD from Greece, and I think this may have been more of it. He's just, like, <laughs> reliving that scene. He saw Aspilicueta wearing blue. I was like, oh, it's the Bopo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he, he had he had the captain's armband, so it was blue and white. Yeah. <laughs> um, Great. But also to the point of, I think Aspilicueta had a fantastic game. He just keeps dropping solid solid games for Chelsea still at this age. And I know sometimes he won't have a good game, but he does. But the other old man that had a fantastic game was Thiago Silva. 
he had a really good game this game solid played very well um yeah I, I was impressed with him i mean we all obviously remember his howler a week or two ago but he played really well this game he was he was very solid he so. had a really good block on cavani for mm-hmm. i think it was a cross from someone and then cavani yeah. you know good forward played to run to near post and Thiago Silva had a really good block on him I thought that Chelsea's man of the match, though, was Mendy. Only for, I mean, firstly, he, I think he's played three Premier League games and has not, or is it Premier League games? Or three games, generally, whatever. Yeah. And has not conceded yet um, can, in the games that he's one played. one in the League Cup, but not in the Premier League. In the League Cup? Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. He, he did not concede in the Champions League to Sevilla. Yeah. So Sevilla, whatever first Premier League game was in this one. Mm-hmm. And I know if Kepo was in this game, any of the three shots that Rashford had would have gone in. Yeah. Firstly, just by virtue of him being short, because that last one towards the end was a perfect strike from Rashford in the corner. And Mendy, I was like, come on. like, come Bernie, on. Bernie, let alone the three shots that Rashford took. All the shots that Rashford didn't take would have also gone in. <laughs> So <laughs> all the back passes would have turned into into great into opportunities. But oh, did you guys see the video of Petr Cech training? Like he yeah. played, didn't he? Oh yeah, Petr Cech. So Petr Cech made. He was on the bench, he, wasn't he? Yeah, but he made he made the squad, right? Yeah, he made the Chelsea squad. He made uh, the match day squad. Yeah. No, he made no. He made the well, the Premier League squad. Right. Yeah. Home. Yeah. Um, Which must be very ins- annoying for the ice hockey team he joined because like. You know, they were enjoying having him in goal. Like, did Caballero make the squad? Why do, you, why do you have four keepers in the squad? Is Caballero still there? Yeah, he's still there. I don't well, know. It's weird, bro. Also, like, how bad does Kepa have to be that you're like, let me just prepare Czech just in case? <laughs> Czech could literally be his dad. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing. Um, That puts, let's see the table here, puts United uh, in... Ooh, sorry, taking me a while here. 15th. Yeah. With, yeah. In hand, though. With a game in hand, you win that game, you, you jump up to ninth. Chelsea are sitting in 10th. So yeah, so you win you win you win your next game in hand, you leap you leap Chelsea. So um I, I just want to talk about about two creative midfielders for a minute. So one, but um Mohamed, you already touched on Havertz and how he had some nice touches, and I, I don't disagree at all. But I also felt that he looked quite lost for a lot of the game. Um, and that may have been because, at least I think in the second half, United had quite a lot of the ball and he was just kind of tracking runners and that kind of stuff. Um, but why does Lampard keep playing him wide? I don't understand that. Like, he's probably your slowest attacking midfielder. Yeah, I, th- I think he wants him to cut in uh, on his left foot and Pulisic to cut in on his right foot. So you're right. His starting point is way too wide. He doesn't have the physicality to oh. be a guy, and that's the one thing that's letting him down. His touch and vision and all that is there, but he, he's he got a bit of the ozil about him. You see him play, and he's a bit slower than everyone else around him, and definitely not in the, in the mind. In the mind, he's oh. than everyone around him, but you can tell that physically he strides, like, slowly as opposed to, like, runs. He doesn't yeah. run. Like, I've never yeah. seen Havertz run. He just kind of does big steps. <laughs> I think, I think with all my ozil hate, I think you're giving Havertz a bit too much credit, honestly. Like, the games I've watched him, he seems to be a, a good at getting into space um, a little bit. But the things that Ozil did on the ball, you know, in terms of the dink over or even the dummies, the vision, Havertz has none of it. None. Oh, I, I, no. I'm, not, I'm not sure what... Like, I think he's a good player. But, like, 
there are levels to this shit. And oh, like, oh, bro, I, you don't, I need... don't think Havertz is 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 worth the conversation yet. Yet he can still prove you... it. But what I've seen so far is like whatever. Man. You don't need to tell me about the levels, obviously, with Ozil. I just meant the physical side of the game. I didn't mean it was like Ozil in any other way yet. I'm just saying the physical side. You could see it was lacking, which is a creative player who doesn't have the physicality. That was my only kind of yeah. Complaint. Like like for me, I would start Mason Mount and put Havertz on the bench. Oh, right Mason now. is great. I, I, I like really Mason. would. I, I would have Ziyech. I mean, he, I know he hasn't been fit, but I would absolutely have him in the starting 11 and Pulisic on the left and then take a pick through the middle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And Werner, I mean, Werner up front, I know last game he did okay, but a lot of games, Lampard either brings on a Tammy or a Giroud because it's not sticking. Mm-hmm. It, it comes back way too quick at Chelsea. And did it doesn't you hear stick. what uh, Nagelsmann said? Um, I think it was... Someone brought up a quote, I think, in the Champions League after they were like, oh, are you going to miss Werner? And he was like, he didn't say no, but he said, we're playing against a deep block. So we're, we, we, need, we need different things. Like he kind of just started talking about the tactics of the game and, and mm. essentially saying, Werner is not going to be useful to me in this particular instance. And in this context of this game, it was the same thing. Like, he's, a, he's a German and refined Daniel James. Refined is the key wow. word here. Because I'm, I, I said refined. Like, come on. I'm being harsh, but I almost, I'm also being honest here. He needs space to run into. He's not that tricky guy that, like, is going to, like, jink and jink yeah. and make things happen I, like that. He's not. I think we're also starved for talent a little mm-hmm. bit in just world football in general. So I think the money that they got for Timo, they would have bitten your hand off for him. I know he was talked about in last season, Liverpool and this and that. I get it. But, for example, is he better than Son? No. No. And that's the guy that you're, you know, putting all of your whole attacking hopes on is not better than Son. And Son is a fantastic player, and you know how much I love him. I'm just saying, think about it that way, right? Is you know, he's not that guy. You well, know, th- this would be very damning of Chelsea's transfer activity because, like, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to write off Timo Werner as a signing. But if you do, and then you say, right, Havertz is a is a lovely player, but is he worth 97 million or whatever it was to Chelsea? Like, uh, the answer to that is absolutely not. Right, I, I just and, and feel that's, like... that's even if he gets better, right? Like, I'm not <laughs> saying he's not going to; he will. But even then, was he a hundred million dollar purchase? No. The the way the way I see the transfer window for Chelsea is they've signed some good players, but did they sign a single player that I was like, God damn! Like, I really, 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 really want that. No, not one. Not At this even point, one. you'd say Mendy. <laughs> Oh, that's about it. Like there is, and and that's why I'm like, okay, like so. I would say, and unfortunately for them, I would say Ben Chilwell is probably going to be a really good signing for them. But again, it's at left back. I like him. Yeah, yeah, I like him too. It's just it's at left back at the end of the day. But yes, I mean, I think Pulisic after all these and Ziyech is still unknown. Like let's see how he does. I have high hopes for him if he was if he's anywhere near as good as Amar is, just because they're similar in style. (laughs) Fantastic, but. I think Pulisic, if Pulisic is still your most dangerous and best player after these three signings, that's going to show that it wasn't a good window. I'm, I'm, I'm hard, being harsh on Havertz, but I do think that by the time the season is over, I'm saying right now, I don't care. But I have a feeling once the season is over, he's going to get a bit more freedom because I think he needs a bit more freedom to operate than this 3-5-2 nonsense where he couldn't do anything. If he gets that, I think he'll be the best signing of all. I think I think that's fair, but I think teams 
teams are running into problems by assigning players that, that need like you look at how Deli Ali can't get in Spurs squads because he can only play one role and like if you unless you're going to build your team around him you, you can't really fit him in and Havertz looks to me and I could be wrong but it looks to me like a similar proposition but we'll see speaking of uh, creative midfielders and transfer windows and what have you before we move on from this game let's address Donny van de Beek uh, who was uh, Donny van de Bench uh, for this game <laughs> um, and like in a game where you need a goal and he's like in every previous game he's come on and United have looked better and they've scored I think pretty much and so I'm sitting there wondering like when, when is he coming on when is he coming on and then it's Cavani came on and Mason Greenwood oh, came on and Pogba came on. I honestly, I, I understand slowly introducing him to the squad. I'm not mad that he's not starting every game, but this made no sense to me. I, I To me, it could go either way. I, I've asked for Donny to play and Pogba to be on the bench, not Scott and Fred, but Scott and Fred have performed really, really well. So you can't really put them on the bench. I understand that. Scotland Fred is a is a building company. It really is. <laughs> it sounds like a pub in many ways. <laughs> um, but uh, what, am I upset that we brought on Pogba, Cavani, and Mason? No, like like Mason scores a lot of goals. Cavani is a striker, and Pogba is a creative force more so than Donny. Like even right now this season, look at the chances created. Pogba is actually very very high up there. So. I understand that, though I would, I personally would have wanted Donny in there. But I think we got to a point where people are making a big deal out of this. Like Fabinho didn't even play till October over under Klopp. Like I people are making such a big deal out of nothing. He's gonna play a lot of games this year. But Bernie, I think, and I know you're right about like look, reading too much into it. But I think Pogba was the safer option in terms of I'm gonna add some creativity to a game that is nil nil, but also not open it up too much. If Oli had to pick safe versus a bit more kind of out there, I think he picked a bit more of a safe option with Pogba, who still kind of wants to stay deep and be physical and can do all those things while still creating, while still providing some creativity. But if he's going to provide whatever, 60% kind of attack and 40% defense, I think, you know, you can think of Van de Beek as going 80-20. He just went a bit safer with Pogba to try and balance the game. And I think against Chelsea, taking a draw is not the end of the world. So I think that's kind of played into his thinking a little bit too. I, I actually agree. I didn't think of it that way. Now you've said it, I kind of agree. And I agree that in the context of listening to Ever and Hasselbank talk was one of the most ignorant football conversations I've ever <laughs> listened to. And when you're both of those teams have had the defensive records that they've had, actually the way you play this game, like if anyone thought this game was going to be like 4-4, you probably didn't know what you're talking about. They, both these managers had to be safer than they were previously. They just had to, to build defensive confidence. So to Mon's point, you have to bring on Pogba, get, recycle the ball a bit, be more physical as Chelsea bring on people like Tammy Abraham and whatever else, right? Like, it just makes sense. I get, I mean, I, I take the point from the physicality perspective, but what happens when you bring on Pogba is the team plays the same way. You just have a more talented individual playing. When you, what happens at least so far from what I've seen and from what we saw of Van der Beek at Ajax is he speeds up your play. Like you actually pass better with him on the field. And so if, even if we're talking about keeping the ball, like Donny van der Beek is someone that's going to that's gonna do that for you. And so I, I don't know. It still felt very, very strange to me not to introduce him. And, he, and I love the, the, the customary shots of him being very upset on the bench every game now. <laughs> I, I think Premier League cameramen are doing a really good job of picking yep. out, all right, here's my time. Here's the guy. <laughs> Go to narrative cam. They're learning... 
they're learning from those Brazilian camera guys that just pick out the, the cute looking girls in the crowd every game. It's like, bro, you know, there's like a corner kick, right? There's like, <laughs> there are no, there is no bigger dog than a cameraman at the World Cup. It's just, oh, it's, yeah. just, it's crazy. <laughs> Another team with a, a very disappointing result, uh, Arsenal Football Club, Mohamed. Um, lost 1-0 to Leicester, and I would say we saw it coming. Would you not? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have it in writing. <laughs> 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 Bro, that second half was the worst half under Mikel Arteta I have ever seen. I mean, I know it has a bit long, but my God. By quality or boredom? Bored, both. both, but bored. Like we thought United Chelsea was bad. My god, that second half versus Leicester for like the first what 70 80 minutes of that half, I could not even be bothered, man. It was horrendous. It was, and, and I'll, I'll set it up by saying two things one, Arsenal finally played 4 3 3, which is what like everyone speculated they would do once Thomas Parsier had arrived and would allow them to play without three center backs, etc. Finally, did that. Midfield three of Xhaka, Ceballos, Partey, which on paper has some balance, some creativity, some drive, finally. And kind of didn't result in anything, really. Just like, bloody Partey, put Abba in the middle, man. I'm so tired. Just put him in the middle, like Lacazette. Like and Inketia are not going to take it to top four. They're just not going to. So was it Partey, Ceballos, and Xhaka? Yep. Yeah. And, and we feel like you spent 50 million, there's still something wrong. Like, it really feels that way. Oh, that's that's 100 true. I mean, whenever Xhaka is starting, like, he, he's better than he used to be, and people have kind of made their peace with him, but he still annoys the hell out of me as a football. Like, a starting central midfielder can't play on the half turn, like, can't do it. Yeah, well, it's not can't, acceptable. He, he, <laughs> like, he can't do it, but then people don't want to pass it to Partey. Like, Oh my God, the amount of yelling at the TV of just like, I, I think I think the Arsenal back four potentially just are so scarred with giving the ball to like El Nenny and Shaka and stuff <laughs> that like they won't do it in central positions anymore. Like Shaka and Partey had to go so far wide to get the ball in safe zones because they just did not trust giving the ball. And it's like Partey is there going like, give me the ball to feet. Let me turn. Let me do something a little bit risky. Let me get creative. But no, they just played it safe again and again and again. And Shaka kept getting the ball at left back because where he would kind of peel away from any central kind of crowdedness or, 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 or risk. And it was just so predictable over and over. I mean, our chief creator was David Luiz. David Luiz was, was picking ball like prime Javi Alonso. Like, <laughs> it was actually unreal. The quality on those balls, and that's the only thing we had. Zero play centrally. No one trusted Partey to, to kind of give him the ball to feet and let him do something risky. And yes, yeah, sometimes it won't work. But under Ateta, our attacking play has been incredibly predictable, incredibly like repetitive. And the way I described it on, on Twitter when I was watching the game is that our attacks are individual moments, individual occurrences. You get one attack, it ends, you start the next attack. There is no like flow between them. You know what I mean? Like there's no chaos. There's no buildup of pressure. Yeah, yeah there's no buildup of pressure, chaos, people running around. It's like, okay, attack number one, didn't work. Okay. Two, they don't work. Attack number three. And just literally just, it's like a training sequence where they, you know, they go kick and you just try and score and then it doesn't happen <laughs> all over again. It just it's, didn't make any sense. It's almost as if, if you're not countering and, and, and playing that crossfield ball 
to, to what's his face of Aubameyang is nothing's happening. And by the way, Aubameyang, I don't know what is happening here, but he's what one goal and he's not even getting shots. Like he's not even shooting the ball. I don't, I don't know what's going on. why we didn't learn the lesson. Never give anyone a new contract. Don't do it. Because <laughs> the second we do it, they fall off the fucking map. It's, it's like clockwork. Um, but no, Mohamed, you're right. Like, Arsenal's attacking play is very methodical. And yeah, if it, there doesn't seem to be too much of a, a plan B other than Kiarantini whipped a lot of good crosses in, but but there was no one to attack them because Lacazette is a midget and not very good and like, you know, yeah, but he, it, but it's an open goal. Like he had an open goal. Like it was literally it, it, like if you don't score that, you don't score any. And to be fair to him, he did score one in the beginning of the game that should have stood. I mean, this is now getting ridiculous with our VAR <laughs> um, things going against us for VAR. It's a couple of games now, um, but this one should have. I mean, I don't know why VAR would only look at one angle that kind of give you the perception, right? The depth perception was off where Shaka was, it looked like he was in front of Schmeichel, which he was nowhere near. I just don't understand why they wouldn't take an extra couple of seconds and look at a third angle, but that was disappointing because that would change the game. I mean, Leicester really came with a game plan, man. They were like, I'm going to have 10 players behind the ball here. 11. Well, yeah, 11. And then I'm going to have Vardy come on in the last 20 minutes and score a goal. And that's exactly what happened. And me and Alex said that is what's going to happen. It's very obvious. Louise went off injured. Mustafi came on. I mean, could you write it any better? Um, it, it was and- a beautiful pass, though. Uh, mm. Tielemans and then... However, it's a great pass. But it was like, mate, wh- like, how can you score a goal that simple? You know what I mean? It just yeah. felt so simple. Like, it was a great pass, but, like, I don't think that's acceptable to me. This, and I can't remember what broke down on your side but to me that's just I, I can't believe that it, it brought me right back to the Leicester title winning season where every week they'd knock it over the top and Vardy and Mahrez would run onto it and score and it was just like is anyone gonna like cotton onto this and do something about it no okay we're just gonna let them win the league are we all right fine um, <laughs> and, it, and it was like the same as we get like knocked over the top lovely ball by Tielemans Cengiz Under making his Premier League debut which was nice he was he was quite good actually um Mohaned, you should like him yeah, I do like creative. Him. Yeah, I, li- I like him. He's a, a bit chubby at the cheeks, but <laughs> he, he looks like the Turkish Maguire, actually. Yeah, he does a little bit of a slab yeah. face. Um, and, and his is a, a mini fridge. Is he is a bit of a mini fridge. He's a power cube. <laughs> He's the new power cube. But yeah, like I think that if you want to say anything positive about Arsenal, Gabriel has been immense since signing him from the beginning. Oh, yeah. And everybody was super excited about Saliba because of all that talk and the hype in, in France and Saint-Étienne and blah, blah, blah. And he's very young and stuff. But G- and Gabriel was like less known, came from Brazil at, or whatever he came from. Lille, was it? I thought it was yep. Lille, yeah. Uh, speaking yeah, so, of which, uh, do you want to do one minute on Nicola Pepe? Just let, let it out. Okay, can, I, can, I, can I just start quickly? Because <laughs> honestly, I want to apologize. Thank you. I, 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 I do. Because not that I had anything to do with this transfer. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not on this level. But I scouted the shit out of this guy. I actually watched Lil games, okay? And I was convinced that we should sign him and not Sancho, like, that the summer you signed this guy. And I was hyping him up for you guys. I'm like, Mo, Mo was like, who is this dude? I'm like, bro, trust me. He's good. He's, if I say trust me, please don't trust me. Like, <laughs> Soldado should have warned any of you that, like, just don't trust me. I, I, I categorically apologize to you. Please accept my condolences. <laughs> 
Uh, well, well Batman, I guess, like he he joins the Kagawa and, and Soldado. No, no, Kagawa was good. Don't don't. No, don't no, Kagawa was not me. good. Kagawa was not good. Relax. Don't, don't bullshit me. Soldado, <laughs> we can go. Like Kagawa, no, I'll defend him. Bernie, yeah, Bernie, Kagawa was another trust me moment. Okay. No. <laughs> He's going yeah. trick. You, you can't get away from it. Nay, <laughs> no. but Pepe, yeah, Pepe. I mean, I asked. I I literally, I I just like I prayed to God that he would get past one player before I die. And I think he kind of got past one player one time this game, I think. Yeah. Once. I think I can die happily now. Obviously, nothing happened afterwards. <laughs> I'm just, like, so tired of him not doing what he's supposed to be good at. He just keeps changing direction. I swear, he came on and he didn't touch the ball for, like, 12 minutes. And he was only on for 20. <laughs> it's true. It's actually true. I, I, at one point, I said to Mohamed, if, if, if a sniper ever targets Nicola Pepe, he's going to be fine. Because he just zigzags all over the place. Or no, yeah, but it goes nowhere. He just, like, <laughs> I, honestly, I counted all he did for 20 minutes was on the left-hand side, he got the ball, passed it back to Shaka. That's it. That's all he did for 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. This is not where, how he spent 72 million, like whatever it was, pounds or euros or dollars. And anyways, I've, I'm tired of the whole Pepe thing. Uh, I hope he comes good and I'm happy to put my hand up and be wrong. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Love it. <laughs> if, if I was wrong. But you can't win the league with Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, an absolute mashup of 90s references there. I love it. Um, let's move on to West Ham and Manchester City. West Ham have now uh, won two. Oh, they haven't lost in four games. They won two of them and then they drew, drew two no, of them. Bro, they, they dominated them. They didn't just win them. They're on fire. Yeah, they didn't they beat like Leicester three and someone else four. Like they yep. dominated the games they won. Yep. And they uh, came back three goals versus uh, Spurs. Yeah, man, they're, they're, they're killing this. But but that's not as much fun as talking about what's wrong with Manchester City, obviously. I know. I, I like, I'm still saying that this season's going to balance itself out in the end. Like, no one's going to get 90 points. Let, let's, let's be real. But like, Man City are going to be up there. But like, fuck, man, these guys, are, their brains are not here. Like their brains are like, I, I rejected this notion before, but I'm starting to lean on the, they're not playing for Pep anymore. I'm starting they're to tired. lean on They're him. just tired. They're just I like, yeah, I don't think they don't like him. No, I think no, no. that like, like kind of like what you guys said before, like how, how you can't keep Pep up for four years. Like, you know what I mean? That type of thing. You can't do that. Well, the, there's a problem. There's a problem. Okay. So let's get. I shared with you guys the whole physical aspect for, you know, the squad getting older. We'll touch on that. But the thing, because Bernie brought this whole pep thing is, I actually, it actually got me thinking about the whole, somehow, the whole Messi situation, right? When you think of where Messi goes after Barcelona in January, he starts talking to clubs. The first thing on the list is Manchester City and Pep. The question, though, is, is Pep even there long enough? Because the whole Messi Pep is a big thing about Messi joining City. It's not just Messi joining City. Like Messi's not going to join City to play for whoever, right? So is he even there anymore to give us a chance to see Messi in the Premier League? Like, it got me thinking, how long does Pep have at City? Does he have another season in him after this? Well, his contract is up at the end of the season. So yeah, you, can, and... you can bet that the club has been probably trying for a while to get him to renew. And I don't know whether he's decided... Well, obviously, we don't know. But we don't know whether he's decided to do that or not. And people are starting to say, well, it's easy once the results aren't, aren't going very well to say, oh, he might go if he's fed up with this. But sometimes I feel like it can work the other way. Like it, he's, he's a very proud man and he's not necessarily going to want to leave after having not won the league for two seasons, if that turns out to be the case. 
Yeah, yeah. I think the players need to play. And but they need to refresh everything, right? Like, like kind of like what you're saying, wanted like if Fernandinho is still around and still tr- expected to run around, it's not going to work. And he, the well, transfer strategy, some people are doubting it already. I don't know. Like, I like Ake to be honest. I thought he's been okay. I don't think he's been a problem. And Ruben Diaz seems solid enough. But I'm wondering if the creativity up front is actually working, or rather, if we're finally seeing the fraudulence of Gabriel Jesus and <laughs> and Aguero's injury, or like I don't know, there's there's something missing in attack, and that's not, not something you'd associate well, with Pep Guardiola. You think? I mean, look at the squad. You think of Riyad Mahrez as a relatively young-ish player, but he's not. He's thirty. Yeah. He's 30 very soon. He's 30 before the season ends. And, you know, in my mind, for some reason, Mars is in guess because he showed up late onto the scene and stuff. And he, does, he looks youthful. He doesn't look very old. But he's going to be 30 by the end of the season. One of the youngest players that I think of when it comes to my mind with City. Obviously, Sterling is, is young. But you start to look at, you know, De Bruyne. You start to look at Aguero. You start to look at Bernardo Silva, Fernandinho. You know, you start to look at these players. And it's like... The squad is getting older. You sold Sane, who was a young player. Again, De Bruyne end of the season is 30. Like, the squad is getting old. Pep's tactics are based on pressing and physicality and running around like dynamos and being crazy. You know, can you keep that up? Um, and also, it's just the idea of like, someone was saying how wide City used to be. You know, you have the Sterling and the Sane and the whatever. Now you have the, the Mares and Silva and even Sterling is almost playing like behind the striker and it's getting really narrow, 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 narrow. And it's not helping City, I think, win games and stretch opposition as much as it used to a couple of seasons ago. Do you think that um, losing out on Leroy Sane has hurt them way more than like even like any of us thought, even though, I mean, he didn't play for a year, right? And they still racked up like, what, 90-something points mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Um, but Ferran Torres, like, again, early days, we'll see. But he doesn't seem, even the Pep cares about him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Ferran's just like, I thought I was going to get, uh, you know, a lot of care. I thought I'd be happy here, but Pep doesn't speak to me, no. <laughs> it, it feels like that, right? Like, have you heard of Fran Torres? Have you seen him he do anything interesting? He scored a goal like league cup in or the something? League Cup or, the, or Europe. But do you, League, no? Champions like, League against Porto. He scored a good goal. We're, but, we're talking but, about free Donny van der Beek. Like, fuck. Like, <laughs> show me Ferran. Where the hell is he? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Bernie, Bernie just means like he doesn't seem integral to their plans. Like, he no. was, I think that was like, has to play. He's going to kill it. It's just more like, oh, nice to have and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, the two players that City, that Pep and City care about is Kevin De Bruyne and Raheem Sterling. Everyone else can go. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care about. You it's know? true. But I, I think you made a really good point about, about Aguero and, and Gabi Jesus, which is that, We've said for years that Gabi Jesus is not good enough. Like, mm. if if Aguero was not there, would they trust Gabi Jesus with the role? No, absolutely not. They were deceived and, by the fact that he scores goals in a system when it functions. Sure. And, like, when they were playing that well, anyone standing in the six-yard box would have got 25 goals a season, right? Yeah. But Aguero has obviously slowed down. He's 32 or something, injuries, etc. You knew this was going to be a problem. And if you look at the teams you're competing with, especially if you're trying to win the Champions League, you know, you look at the best strikers out there, Lewandowski, Kane, um, at PSG, you've got a cut. Well, a card, yeah. <laughs> I ran out. But never mind. <laughs> that list is like, really short. <laughs> it's a really short list. But the point is, City don't have one of them. And they probably should. You know, they should. Like yeah. a, team, a team with a City's ambition and 
endless resources should probably have one of the best two or three strikers in the world and they don't remotely yeah, have the that. Problem, the problem is they can't move on Sergio Aguero who's on a lot of money. They're not going to get a Lewandowski and sit Aguero on the bench on 300 or whatever K it is a week. Like that's it, They can't get rid of so, so should they have gone for, let's say like Holland for 20 million? Like Why we know United and Dortmund, like should they should they have gone in? Because like you said, we knew this was a problem. We've been talking about this for a while. Jesus is rubbish. Like you could probably get like 30 mil for Jesus still on the open on the market though. So like would that have been a as an open market like he's some contraband? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do an IPO for him. On the black web. Um, no, I think so. I mean, look at what Haaland is doing. He's, he's insane. Um, so, it, like, it's easy to say now, yeah, they should have, but like, they really should have. And and even if it's not a Haaland, like, would they be better off with Danny Ings this year? Yes. Well, they play. They keep playing Sterling like center forward because either people are injured or he doesn't trust whoever is available. Like, they keep playing Sterling in in central positions, and he's not he's not made for. Like, you need a stone cold killer. Like, Sterling needs, you know. 20 chances a game and he'll score two of them, but he's not a one-in-one guy. Like you saw that he had a clear one-on-one to, to, um, to win in this game. And his first touch was horrendous because it's fine. That's just the player he is. He's not a one-in-one guy. He's a volume player. Yeah, he's a volume guy and he has all these shots that he takes. And- My issue with Pep is that like, you can't, like, I feel like he's still in 2009 where he's like, Messi did it. And he <laughs> thinks it's his genius. Like, <laughs> he thought that this false nine was his genius that he discovered. It's like, mate, you have the best player to ever live. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Enough. He scored, he, he scored 90 goals in a calendar season. <laughs> like, like, yeah, but did you see when I put Thomas Muller right back and we still won the Bundesliga? My oh, God. Wow. The only person who should talk to me about being able to the, convert anyone into a false nine and make it work is Del Bosque. Like, that that mm. worked, not mm. this Raheem started. Come on, man! He did it. Pep himself tried it with Sask and it failed miserably. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, yeah, I don't know, man. Like Bernie's right; it'll balance out. Everyone's gonna lose a lot of games. City's gonna lose less games than everyone else, and they're gonna still be in that top three or whatever it is. But it's gonna feel. It already feels stale. Um, and I don't know where they go from here next season. I know it's very early. We're already talking about where they go from here. Seven games in, but you yeah. know. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll transition to Liverpool by way of me saying that whenever I see Fabinho play, I'm like, that was your Fernandinho replacement that you missed. One hundred percent. The only someone that similar. can do the Fernandinho job, uh, yeah. And and there's Enios, you know, going around. Um, but like, <laughs> I don't understand what they're doing, pissing about with Rodri when, when that was clearly the person they needed. Anyway, He's still Liverpool. living in 2009. Just saying, <laughs> he thinks it's Sergio Busquets because he looks just like him. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, let's talk about Liverpool then. Um, Van Dijk is in. Did we talk about that last week? I think we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but people are, you know, I mean, rest in peace, Van Dijk. <laughs> the shirts they're, coming out. They're like doing mugs. vigils for Virgil. Uh, unreal, really? bro. Like Liverpool players coming out with candles and stuff. Anyways, point is, yeah, th- guys, this is what they call an injury. It's when a player hurts himself. I and mean, then ah. is the case you didn't know. Speaking of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Liverpool are coping. They're coping. Sheffield yeah. are not an easy opposition. And Liverpool, nobody looks as good as they did last season, including Liverpool. Um Feel, I mean, I want to. I want to give a shout out to Henderson. These first seven games or six games or whatever, he's been with Thiago Silva there, still their best midfielder so far this season. Henderson has been unreal, like actually unreal. Like 
he's been fantastic hendo hendo yeah so he was i just want to say you know props, props to him Anderson. yeah fair enough i my my props are to jurgen klopp for agreeing with me and i i have no evidence of this but i was thinking uh for whatever reason during the week that liverpool looked like they needed something different and that i would like to see uh diego diego jota play with the front three and maybe Firmino as the 10. And then Klopp went and did it. And I hadn't tweeted about it or anything. So there's no evidence that I thought. No, no, bro, I prom- bro. I promise you I did. You have been banging on about Firmino at number 10 for years. This is <laughs> not like last week. You you begged for to see what Firmino would do at, at the 10. Because, you know, add it to his list of positions that he plays, right? Why not? Yeah. And guess what, though? What? Even, even though he scored a goal... Yeah, and even though the first half was one-one, Liverpool yeah. was shit. <laughs> like <laughs> this formation and these tactics in that first half did not work at all. Sheffield United were the better team, and it just wasn't even close. Realistically, they were bad. Liverpool were so so bad, and they got bailed out by Ramsdale just pushing the ball into our Trek Quatista sweeper keeper defender striker <laughs> nonsense. Like <laughs> the winning goal, the winning goal was good though. The cross in, the Jota header. It was bad defending, really. But yeah, I mean, Jota, Jota should not win a header versus Sheffield United centre-backs. No, I mean, that much is true. Yeah, but also, I want to say, Alex, I gave you props for the Firmino thing. Can you give me props for the Minamino is shit take that I have? <laughs> like, yes, day like day one, when because Alex likes to wait. I don't like to wait. Day one, I watched him play for 20 minutes. I'm like, this guy will not make it. He's not... <laughs> Like, give him a second. Let's see what happens. Alex. Because wanted with your opinions, you're also high volume. One is yeah. like, I'm just gonna throw this shit out there. <laughs> and see I'm gonna be sticks. right about a couple times. <laughs> no, but Minamino, I was like, this guy will not make it. He's not it. You can tell from the touch, man. It's just not there. You can just tell. I, I he's playing more than I expected. Like he, he's getting a lot of minutes. Well, because they sold Brewster. Wanted, don't let Alex <laughs> go without admitting that he's shit. Like, notice, oh, he was like, notice he tried to deflect it to he's played more than I thought he would. Like, no, I already yeah, said I he mean. was shit. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, it must have zoom and stuff. It must have cut out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Too late. Even, even by the way, I have to say, I know you like Diego Jota, and I think we liked him at Wolves too and everything, but truth be told, he looks a level below just right now of everyone around. Like he's played okay and everything, but you can tell in the in the tight spaces and the quick thinking and the touch, he's still, you know, it's it's unfortunate for him. You're comparing him to Salah and Mane, you know, and Firmino for the touches and stuff. But you could tell he he needs a little bit to get to that. And he is young. Yeah. So but yeah, but he's definitely not there yet. No, but he he's finally a sub that can genuinely contribute as opposed to yeah. the Regis and the and the power cubes and power cube also by the way i'm just looking i'm looking at, I'm, I'm pulling it up to talk about this game and i didn't realize that ryan brewster spelt it r-h-i-a-n rian rian it's rian oh it's rian brewster i didn't even know that yeah well wasn't this the guy that liverpool were trying to like peg against all the other youngsters and, and all the other teams united and and, and and arsenal and stuff and now he's playing for sheffield well on twitter yeah right <laughs> But you know what's going to happen now? Because uh, uh, Mohamed saw uh, the spelling of Rodri Giggs, and now he spells Man City's Rodri the same way. So now <laughs> any Brian coming up is going to have an H in there. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, uh, I think, I mean, I, am I wrong by, if I say Trent Alexander-Arnold doesn't have an assist yet this season? I, told, I don't remember any. I, t- I told you, and I think we all agreed, 
They are so heavy on the left side this season, Liverpool. I feel it's by design. I don't know why. Maybe it's because Salah doesn't defend and Mane does. <laughs> I also why. think everyone's got wise to Trent. Trent's not even getting in, in open spaces to just whip balls in like that. Like, yeah, it was the beginning know. of last season. I can't remember what game it was where we were like, how many times are they going to cross this ball? Like, we were so upset. <laughs> and it was clearly a tactic, and they figured it out. But now, like you said, Mo, I think they're going down the left because if you have to choose, you know, one, you're probably going to let Rob Robertson go, like, based on last season's form. But I don't know, man. I think I think he's got found out, to be honest. I think Robertson is, is the much better player. I understand that Trent has a technique. But everything as a package, Robertson, I absolutely love, man. He does it all. I mean, character-wise, I hate him. But the player, unreal. He's the yeah. best, um, what do you call it, fullback, fullback in the league, Robertson. Like, I don't care right or left, whatever, but he's the yeah. best fullback mm. in this league. I mean, who, who's up there? You've got the Dinias, the Tierneys, the Trents. Um, on, on early showings, Reguillon looks like he might be one of them. But yeah, Dinia, Dinia Robertson. He might be the yeah. best, and it might it might just be by default, to be honest, because none of these guys yeah. are interesting oh, um, to me. Cancela Walker. I'm trying to think who else. Per- Pereira at Leicester was absolutely smashing it before he got injured. Like La- he was Lamptey. absolutely. Oh, Lamptey. Lamptey. Lamptey, Lamptey, sat on the wall. Um, all right. Well, what else? Uh, Did we talk about league leaders Everton? Losing Correct. away at Southampton. Thank Dominated. God. Dominated. Dominated. They were they tiring me out, man. Southampton ah. were all over this. Like, energizer bunnies. Yeah, you have me to thank because I added Luca Dinia to my FPL. And then he got <laughs> and conceded two goals. So, you know, I, I, did, a, I did my bit. Let, let's go straight into... Um, so they lost 2-0, whatever. Um, let's go straight into that red card. Is it a red card? No. Yeah. It's a horrible tackle. It's this not intentional. This is one it's where I've literally it's split. Like I usually like people most people go to one side. This is 50-50 from what I've seen. Like people are like, yes, it is. And they're like, Look, oh, he's in motion. Alex. It doesn't Alex. need to be intentional. It has nothing to do I with get it. it. The physical, the physical foul is bad. Like what physically happened is bad. But he's just running after the dude, man. <laughs> like well, he makes a challenge. And a bad one, which is late and from behind. And, like, he gets the guy right on the... I mean... Did he say that challenge was late? Yeah, in that, like, it should have happened about three minutes earlier. Yeah, he was just channeling the best left-back everything has ever had lately. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit split. I agree with... I I can argue both cases. I can easily argue both sides of of the argument. What we do know for sure is that Alex Iwobi got dragged off at halftime. Oh my God. Me and Alex love watching everything just for Alex Iwobi. And just like, they gave us 45 million, bro. And like Arsenal fans last year, some of them were like, give him a chance. Let's try. He's so bad. It's not even funny. But yeah, it was it was great watching him getting dragged off in, oh. uh, at halftime. He was horrendous. That, was that experiment has to be over now. Yeah. But Ings, woo, two assists. The man yeah. is class. Guys, can we talk about a little trend here that is happening with central strikers coming deeper to kind of get more of the ball, but also be more creative because they kind of, they have more space. They want more space. You got the Canes who have the highest assist in the league with eight. You've got Ings coming deeper now in this game and, and providing, you've got, you know, it just seems like it's, it's more of a thing now where, stri- where pe- like Firmino obviously always does it, but you've got 
the, the guys around that striker are the ones that are getting more on the final ball than the than that like number nine himself. Yeah. I, I, I you know, Danny Ings is doing. I think he's been doing that since was he? He was at Burnley, right before he went to Liverpool. Yeah, he was Ashley Barnes before Ashley Barnes. It was a one-man wrecking wrecking ball. Essentially, he did everything. Like he was the original trequartista, whatever. <laughs> but except he scores goals. Uh, no, I, I I like him. I definitely. I think I said last time he's the type of guy I would buy like straight up. And throw him in. Yeah, and and it helps him that Che Adams is starting to get into form. Mm-hmm. He's got a bit of a rocket of a shot. I mean, he has no idea where it's going, but it's it's strong. You, you need you need one of those in your team. Yeah, <laughs> just shoot the ball, shoot the ball. Yeah, well, so named, everything named after Che as well. So shooting should be easy. I, I'm very happy though because Ole's juju is doing its magic. We got Richarlison and Genius suspended for our, <laughs> for our game, which is like, bruh, every time you're about to get sacked, you pull out that juju and it, and then <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're both so Everton. So it's a it's a Merseyside top of the table right now with Everton and Liverpool both on 13, and Leicester on 12, and Spurs on 11. But Aston Villa with a game mm. and on 12. They win this and they have 50, they are two points ahead of everybody. And their next game is Southampton. Ooh. Ooh, that's tricky. Home or away? Oh, I guess it doesn't really matter these days. It doesn't matter these days, yeah. but it's home. Exciting. Well they, well, they just got battered 3-0 by Leeds with the Patrick, Patrick Bamford gate. I like it. Hattrick Bamford. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Is that is that our Some segue? Good goals. Some yeah, that's our segue. Some good oh, goals, yeah. man. Some good goals. Oh yeah. That third one. There's yeah. there was a slight and only okay. There was Ronaldinho without the dancing steps before it. Like it was just no mm-hmm. space. Well, he didn't toe poke it, sure, but like it's a no space and just like you know what I mean? Put it put it in the space that you want to put it in. Ber- Bernie, I would uh, I'm just gonna give you a chance here. Right after you're liking the turn of Dini, would you like to take away as many more likeness as possible to get Honestly, the- and as soon as I said it, I was, I was like there was no dancing, there was no toe poke. It's not Ronaldinho. It wasn't straight, it was a curve. I was like <laughs> To me <laughs> Bamford's teeth are all in line. I just- He's never been to jail. There's so much going on here. Never faked a Paraguayan passport. <laughs> Inside the box. There, 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 was, there were so many things where my brain was like, can they let uh, us go? Can other than let- that, it was very similar to that goal. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that it reminded me of a little bit was um, the, fi- the third goal, sorry, where he opens up his body and puts it in the top corner was the Bergkamp goal against Leicester. The famous one, like ninety-seven or eight or whatever it was, but it, he it drops down, he controls it out the air, and just like pings it into the top corner. There was a lot of he Burkamp did that likeness. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's one of his famous ones. There's a lot of Burkamp likeness this week with this one, but then also we didn't talk about it. It was the disallowed Salah goal. Yeah, because oh, of disallowed. It's unbelievable. Top. We didn't talk about it. Yeah, I know because disallowed. We don't talk about that shit. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see how it is. All right. Exactly. Money, your bond money got an assist, so you're good. <laughs> it's my week, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, great game. But again, other I know Aston Villa lost 3 0, but Grealish still oozed class even this game. And he just when he gets on the ball, there's a buzz, there's a little buzz that I, you know, you're like, ooh, what's gonna happen now? And he he had that buzz, even though they, you know, because Aston Villa were dominating Leeds for big parts of this game, man, and then Leeds just somehow pulled it out of the bag with those three goals. I think it was after um, 
Tyrone Mings and Bamford had the little clash and Mings kind of pulled him from his shirt off the ground and Bamford's like, nah, son. And then he just... <laughs> I mean, good for Bamford because in a fight, like Mings is trampling all over him. All oh, over yeah. him. But oh, yeah. no, so Bamford got back You're, in, you're in talking about someone could. who literally trampled Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So he definitely would trample the shit out of Bamford. Tyrone Mings is a big boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, you, you know what Villa did wrong though, right? What? They played Ross Barkley twice in a row. No, uh, no, 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 no. Never do point. this. Never. <laughs> good. That's actually a very good point. But yeah, so like we said, Aston Villa could still go top of the table with with the win next uh, next week against Southampton, which is insane. Um, looking at the bottom very quickly, Burnley, Sheffield, and Fulham are all at one point with all like everybody playing six games, man. Like it is, it hurts. And the bottom of the table, like. The the gap between the bottom and the top is horrendous. Like you got like West Brom at three points, Burnley at one, Sheffield at one. Like those four are weak this season, man. Like especially West Brom and Fulham are so weak. You know the I, thing I, about Fulham that has bugged me is like when they f- came up, was it two years ago? They spent a hundred million and everyone went, Oh, you know, you can't break up a, a squad that came up, blah, 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 whatever. This year they spent nothing. <laughs> Everyone is like, they should have spent money on the team. It is weird. It is weird. And and it's also weird that, like, the one player they did bring in was, like, Ariola. Like, why? I don't know. It just seems a very strange addition. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just terrible. They're just exactly the same as they were last time they were up with Adam Ola-Lukman, who scored a wicked goal. But, like, mm-hmm, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's just not enough. Yeah, um, so... Just, ahead, just, just something quickly because I'm watching the time. We have five minutes, and what's really interesting to me is La Liga is shit because we're gonna talk about El Clasico in the last five minutes of the podcast. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, let, it's let, not the same. Man. Let, let's get that. I just want to finish off the Premier League by saying nothing makes me happier than Burnley being on one point and and being in with a chance of actually getting relegated. They absolutely stunk the place out against. Spurs today just lumps the ball into the channels, and uh, and Spurs grab the grab the win. Yeah, on. yeah. But it's I I want Burnley to go down so much. It, it's a yeah. They would be it would be the, yeah. They would be my pick definitely. But I mean, again, looking at the table, it's it's going to be another crazy season. You've got six games in. You've got Chelsea in tenth, Arsenal eleventh, City thirteenth, United fifteenth. Like we talk about the quality of the Premier League, I think it's more about the chaos and the unpredictableness. But you want quality. It's not happening so far this season in terms of the top teams playing good football. It's just not happening. This is true. So did, who watched El Clasico and was their quality there instead? Mohamed watched it. Madrid were, yeah, Madrid were good. Madrid looked very good. Benzema's fired up, played very well. Asensio played well. Um, Cruz obviously played well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I take I think you pressed I, one of Bernie's buttons. For for all the soldados, I take credit for Tony Cruz because Mohanan said he was shit. So just just FYI. I mean, I wouldn't FYI. say shit. This is what I would consider an apology from Mohanan when he goes, obviously Tony Cruz was good. Look. That's how you that's basically Mohanan groveling for <laughs> begging for mercy. Mohanan was never gonna like him. For a start, he's right-footed, and secondly, he's not North African. Got no chance. <laughs> that's true. But Ansu Fati started this goal with, uh, started again this game hot, scoring a goal after Valverde. Oh man, Valverde's finish. Like, I think I think it was the Benzema through pass to Valverde, which was mm, so on point. Horrendous defending by Busquets, PK, and Frankie De Jong. All three, just horrendous. 
Benzema played the most easy through pass. Valverde's finished, though. For a midfielder, more on the defensive side, box-to-box. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and if it weren't for Neto in goal for Barca, in this game, it could have gotten ugly. So he started the scoring. Then Ansu Fati did his thing, and he's now the youngest scorer in El Clasico history. Um, he's putting up some stats, man. He's putting up, you know, some crazy numbers. And we talked about this, and we can talk about it again. My only issue is that he's, you know, People start to compare to Messi and Ronaldo because of the stats at that age. No, fam, it's not the same. You know, the, these guys were grabbing games by the scruff of the neck, making me want to watch them for, you know, 90 minutes straight. Fati is more right now uh, like a moments guy until he kind of puts 90 minutes together. Uh, you know, I'm so we, waiting. We've got, to, we've got to get past that because that, yeah, that's, that's, that's done. Even Messi's not night like Messi and Ronaldo are not nine minute players anymore. So in general, in general, I think you're right that we have to get past the Ronaldo Messi comparisons because they're coming to an end and we have to get realistic again about that's true. Although although Maradona has gone out on a limb today, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but he said that he thinks, in his opinion, the best two footballers in the world are Messi and Ronaldo. So um it's good to good to know. Good, nice, nice, nice to confirm that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then Ramos with a penalty, slightly soft, but you know Ramos is Ramosing. He 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 loves an, a, a classical. And then Luka Modric with a brilliant goal at the end of the game, just put everybody on their ass. Modric is just like smashing him in this season. Absolute yeah. renaissance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Messi's looking disinterested. Not very. Not looking very good. He hasn't scored in like six classicals. He has, he's. I think he hasn't six left. Yeah, six. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. Um, pretty bad stats from him in El Clasico. He just does not look interested, and he's yeah. I don't know, man. It's I don't know what's the point of, I guess, marketing. You keep him a little bit, but you know this team's not going to win anything, anyways, Messi or not. So you might as well have maybe gotten I don't know some money for him or something, or at least stop paying him five hundred million a year and save some money for the club. It just felt like the right time to leave. Messi or not, here I come. You can't can't hide, hide. but we have to now. What's his name has to go though. Don't worry about that. There's a plan yeah. in place. <laughs> yeah. That that's it. He's literally there to to be fired. Yeah. He's a warm body. But he doesn't even look that warm. He looks like a block of cheese. Yeah. Oh, oh, but just just to put your minds at ease, if you're worried about Barcelona, it's uh Braithwaite came on at the very end in the 87th minute to to save the game. So they have that kind of firepower off the bench. R.I.P. R.I.P. Barcelona. <laughs> Uh, it's, been, it's been a great ride it's been fun it's been fun I'm glad we saw the stadium before the empire <laughs> alright guys we got to leave it there we've got less than one minute on the zoom meeting they're going to kick us out like the world has kicked out Barcelona from the upper echelons of football so we will say goodbye Manu thank you Benny thank you bye guys thank you sir take care Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.